Hello there, friends. Welcome to the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. In this podcast, we are real about the hardships that we face in life, and we find God's goodness in the midst of it through his word, the truth. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm your host, and I'm so glad that you're joining me today. I hope that you are having a wonderful day, and I hope there is sunshine either up in the sky or in your soul that you just feel God's light and his presence in your life. Today we are talking about who God is and specifically him as the creator. I think this is a hard attribute for some people to grasp because either you've been taught through science and evolution and things that maybe he wasn't the creator or maybe he set things in place and then evolution took off from there or maybe you just have a hard time wanting to believe that God created everything, especially with this broken world that we live in. Like, isn't God good? Then why didn't he create a good world? Well, my friends, unfortunately, the world likes to skew our view of things. And so it's important for us to go back to scripture and see what the truth says, because the word is true for all people for all time. And I'm going to read straight from Genesis 1, the story that is given to us about what happened And then we're going to talk about why that's important for us today. So Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths and the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day In the darkness he called night. There was an evening and there was a morning, one day. Then God said, Let there be an expanse between the waters, separating water from water. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above the expanse. And it was so. God called the expanse sky. Evening came and then morning, the second day. Then God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered into one place, and let the dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the gatherings of water he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and fruit trees on the earth, bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And it was so. The earth produced vegetation. Seed-bearing plants according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Evening came, and then morning, the third day. Then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night. They will serve as signs for seasons and for days and years. They will be lights in the expanse of the sky to provide light on the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule over the day, and the lesser light to rule over the night, as well as the stars. God placed them in the expanse of the sky to provide light on earth, to rule the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. Evening came, and then morning, the fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters swarm together with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. So God created the large sea creatures and every living creature that moves and swarms in the water according to their kinds. He also created every winged creature according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. God blessed them. Be fruitful, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the waters of the seas, 
and let the birds multiply on the earth. Evening came, and then morning, the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that crawl, and the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. So God made the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that crawl on the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. They will rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, every creature that crawls on the earth. God also said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant on the surface of the entire earth, and every tree whose fruit contains seed. This will be food for you. For all the wildlife of the earth, for every bird of the sky, for every creature that crawls on the earth, everything that has the breath of life in it, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything he had made, and it was very good indeed. Evening came, and then morning, the sixth day. So that's the whole story of creation right there in Genesis 1. And in the beginning of Genesis 2, it talks about how on the seventh day, God rested from his work on the seventh day, which is why we now have the Sabbath or a day of rest as well. But I think it's so important for us to break down, because maybe you've heard the story before, like especially if you went to Sunday school or something like that, or you've heard how God created the earth in six days. Um, and maybe you believe it, maybe you don't. And we're actually going to, I'm super excited, in the future we're going to talk about um, the story of creation more in depth and um, kind of against evolution and seeing the scientific evidence and where it points to, Um, but that's for a later episode. Today we're just focusing on God as the creator because the way that the story talks about how he made the earth is incredible. So there's six days, days one, two, and three, he creates light. He separates the waters, making sky and the seas. And day three, he creates land and vegetation. Then on days four, five, and six, he uses the three things he already made and fills them. So day four is creating the the sun and the moon and the stars, the forms of light that are how we use time. We usually look at a clock for time, but really... Time is measured in when the sun rises and when it sets and the moon shows us when there's a month and stars show the different seasons. And so God created those forms of time from light. And then day five, he fills the water and the sky with birds and the creatures that live in the water. And then in day six, he creates the land creatures and humans. So he was just preparing this in such a beautiful way that he made the three, in the first three days, he created like the background, I guess you could say. And then days four, five, and six, he filled those backgrounds. And so obviously he knows what he's doing. He made everything in a very intentional way. He also, after each day said, it was good. It was good. And so I think that's important for us to realize as well that he didn't create the world that is filled with, um, with darkness. He created light and he created water and he created vegetation. 
And he created that because he is the source. There's three important things I want you to take away from today. That he is the source, that he sustains, and that he succeeds. So first of all, he is the source. And if you think about, so those first three days when he created light and he separated the waters and he created land. It's really cool because he is those things. He creates out of who he is. In John 8, verse 12, it says, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. God is light. And because of who he is, he spoke light into existence. He is also water. In Jeremiah 2, verse 13, it says, My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. So he says right here that he is the spring of living water. And in John 7, Jesus says, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. So he is that living water. And on the third day, he created dry ground and land and vegetation. And I think it's important for us to know that he is the vine. He is the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So he is the source. He created out of who he is. He is light. He is the living water. And he is the vine. And he created light. He created the waters. And he created the land and the vegetation. And then from that, he expanded it even more to creating the sun, the moon, and the stars, all the fish and the birds in the air. And he created all the animals and he created us as human beings in his own image. That's amazing. I think it's really important for us to really find truth in God's word because the world likes to give us these ideas that are culturally acceptable. And then sometimes what is culturally acceptable is opposing what God has said in his word. However, what is culturally acceptable is not who we answer to on judgment day. They are not the source of truth. They are not the source of this world that we live in. God's truth is our daily bread. He is the one who created the world. He's the one who knows how things work. He is sovereign and in control. And just because maybe you don't like something that is said in the Bible doesn't mean that it's not true. And so I just challenge you that if there's something in this passage that you're struggling with, that you would allow God to work in your heart with that instead of just saying something in the Bible isn't true. Maybe there's something in your heart that God needs to work through because the Bible isn't made to just encourage us. It's also, it's made to show us the way to go, which means sometimes you might get offended reading the Bible. And that's okay. And I think it's important for us to notice that when he talks about making man in his image, he created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. And that's something that's not popular in today's culture, that he made the two genders of male and female. But that is what the Bible says. So it's important for know that he is the source. 
But it's also important for us to know that he sustains creation. He still has a hand in everything. The Bible doesn't stop after Genesis 1. He doesn't create the world and just set it in motion and then it's a ball rolling and orbiting around and that's it. No. He created this. This was just the beginning. For us, anyway. He's eternal. He's existed outside of that. However, that was just the beginning of the earth and the existence of human beings. He had a plan long before Adam and Eve were here. He had a plan long before there was the first sin. He had a plan long before he sent Jesus to die on the cross. And he had a hand in every single part of it. He knew that Adam and Eve were going to sin. He knew that he was going to send Jesus. He knew that he was going to send the Holy Spirit. That's not a surprise to him. That was all part of the plan. He did not create evil, but he did create free will. He gave man a choice. And Adam and Eve saw when, when the serpent came and tempted them, they saw that the fruit was good for food, delightful to look at. It was desirable for obtaining wisdom. And they decided to eat of it and they took They took matters into their own hands instead of trusting what God had said. And that still happens today. Maybe not in eating a forbidden fruit, but God tells us the way that we should live. He spells that out very clearly in his word. And sometimes we like to take matters into our own hands and then it does not turn out well. And that unfortunately is why our world is so broken. Because we like to take matters into our own hands instead of trusting the one who created it. He sustains it even when we decide to make really bad decisions and take things into our own hands and not trust his judgment, he still provides a way out for us through his son, Jesus. And he provided a way out even in the Old Testament before Jesus came. He provided a way out through the sacrifice of animals that would take atonement for their sin. And so he he is the source of everything, but he also sustains the world even though we mess it up. And he succeeds. Our... Our issues and our problems and our sin and transgressions, all of that can't take his plan off the rails. His plan will succeed no matter what you do. Jesus came, he was born of a virgin, and he fulfilled hundreds of prophecies from the Old Testament. And he died on the cross in a very specific way that fulfilled all the prophecies. God succeeded. And he continues to succeed. He succeeded through the, the conquering of death that Jesus resurrected from the dead. And he will continue to succeed because we know that in the end, he has the victory. And so no matter what you're going through, if it's small or something big, we know that when we trust in him, The victory is in him. Maybe not in the way that you want it to be. Maybe the victory isn't that you get a raise at work. Maybe it's not that you get a perfect A in school. Maybe your victory is not that you get in that relationship that you're hoping to get into. But the important victory that we have is life, freedom, truth, joy, peace, hope, salvation in him, which is way beyond anything that we can ask or imagine. So please have faith and confidence in that that he succeeds and when we're on his team and our focus is on his kingdom, we also experience that victory. So what does this all mean for us? That he is the creator, that he is the source, that he sustains and that he succeeds. Well, 
we know that because he is the source and that he created us and that we are made in his image, we know that we are his. That's something that's so important. Sometimes we like to think that we are our own being, you know, this is my body. This is, I can make my choices, whatever makes me happy because this is me. No, you are his. He created you. He knows everything about you and he knows what's best for you even more than you know what's best for you. And so I think that's something that's super important for us to know. And we're actually going to touch on that also in a later episode about our bodies because we like to think that they're ours, but we're really, we're just stewarding them. God gave us these bodies, but we are his. So if you're interested in hearing more about that, definitely stay tuned for that episode coming up. Another thing that's really important for us in knowing that he is the creator is that he sustains So we know that we need him. We need him every breath, every moment, every hour. Just as plants need water and sunlight and soil, we need him because he is the source of all things and he sustains us. He is our daily bread. He is our living water. And he is our salvation. He is, if you are in Christ and you have accepted that, then he is sanctifying you day by day if you allow him to really work in your heart. The other thing is important for us to know because he succeeds, that means that his plans are best. That's really hard for us because we like to think that we have it all together, we have control and that our ways are best. But my friend, his ways are higher. His understanding no one can fathom. He has already had so much success. If you read through the Bible, oh my goodness, especially in the Old Testament, you know, the kings and prophets and things, sometimes people don't necessarily like reading through that, but it's cool because in a couple of verses, he'll explain something that's going to happen and maybe it's big, maybe it's small. And then a few verses later, it happens exactly how it said it was going to happen. And that happens over and over and over and over again. My friends, we can have confidence because he has succeeded over and over and over again and he continues to succeed. And you may not see the successes in your life that you want to see. But that's when we need to surrender our desires to him. Because we want to be on the same team as him. If he has success everywhere he goes and he has the victory, maybe the thing that we're wanting victory in isn't a part of his plan. That's really hard. That's really hard. But we have to submit our plans to him because his plans are best. He created the world. He knows how it works. He knows how the trees grow. He knows how the animals herd together and what they eat and where they live. He knows how the ocean works and the waves and he knows the currents and he knows all the animals that live in the ocean and the different layers. My friends, he knows everything about the world that he created. And so I guarantee you that he knows what's best for your life more than you know what's best for your life. This may be a hard message to hear and want to accept, but I pray that this would just be something that you allow God to work in your heart, even if this is something that's hard to hear and that um, you maybe want to press against and oppose. Because my friends, this is not, I'm definitely not against you, even if this is something that you are against, if you don't like these words that are being spoken. This is God's truth. And it's true for all people for all time. He made it because he loves us. He loves you so, so much. And he wants what's best for you. And I pray that you would submit more to his truth and his word 
than what the world is saying, because the world says things that are very different than what God's word says. But the world will pass away. God's word never passes away. The grass withers and the flowers fail, but the word of the Lord stands forever. My friends, God's word says that he is the creator. So let's worship him for creating such a wonderful world. And even though we mess up, he sustains it and he succeeds in all that he does. Thank you for joining me today on the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. Please connect with us on Instagram. We share encouraging posts and things throughout the week. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, write reviews, share with your friends so that they can also be hearing this truth and encouragement. I hope you have a wonderful week and stay tuned for more episodes coming up soon.